as always. It's so good to be with you. And how are we doing? It's been a, another challenging week, hasn't it? But uh, that's okay. We're going we're gonna to get through it. Um, one of the things I promised I was going to do was to share a few things that are going, around, going on around the home place. I like to call this place the home place now because it feels like home. And uh, it truly is family. It truly is community at St. Albert the Great Parish. So just want to share with you for a couple of weeks some of the good things that are going on in our family that will put a smile on your face. Well, definitely the one on the top of the list was Friday night, and that was the fish fry. It was, it was so good to see so many people. People were everywhere, people in the gym, people outside, people were just having a lot of fun. And the thing that really impressed me the most about that experience was the laughing. Did you know laughing is healthy? It's good for you? Yeah, laughing is a good thing for you. You need to laugh every day, just like get so many hugs a day. Uh, that's really important. But people were having fun. And there was a lot of laughing and a lot of hugs going on, and of course, a lot of fish. Did you know this, that uh, all of these great volunteers that fry all the fish, in, over the course of Lent, they'll fry 7,000 fillets. 7,000 fillets. That's quite a few, isn't it? Uh, St. Albert has a reputation when it comes to fish dinners. That doesn't include all the other stuff that uh, they serve. Here's an interesting fact. Our Sunday visitor, it's a, uh, a Catholic newspaper. They put this in their paper this week, that during the course of Lent, McDonald's, our, my favorite, one of my favorite places, will sell 75 million filet of fish sandwiches. Think about that, 75 million in five weeks. Now, that's a lot of fish, isn't it? It don't look like fish, it may not taste like fish, but it, it's, it's fish, you know, that's <laughs> what they call it. But the thing that really impressed me about it, as I thought about it, is the, the, uh, the power of the Catholic Church when they come together, when they are in solidarity with each other. Think of the buying power, think of the political power, think of those types of things that the Catholic Church has, millions in this country alone, when we work together for a common good at a common purpose. Very interesting. Here's a good one. Next weekend is daylight savings time. So uh, if you get here this time next week, it'll be mass is almost over, 1149. So Remember, what you got to do is spring forward next weekend, okay? Spring forward, and then the next week after that is the first official day of spring, and that's really, really good. And have you noticed all the flowers that are blooming? Flowers are blooming everywhere. The birds are singing. They got their, got their vocal cords all tuned up. Trees are budding. I think that's a really good one. I was out looking at the playground equipment. We got all that in this week. And some of the kids, they asked me, you want to shoot some hoops? I said, well, yeah, I'll shoot some hoops with you. So I go, I, I shoot, I tell you this, it took me 20 times to get it in the hoop. <laughs> and I was standing, I wasn't in the three-point range. I was in the right there's the hoop. And I couldn't get it in. So, uh, but. 
You know, the, the guys that were there, the students, they were so gracious. And then I think the final one that really impresses me when I think about family is uh, one of our parishioners this morning brought me some daffodils. There's two dozen daffodils there, and it's, uh, it, it's really bright. It, it really picks you up. It, it really does. See, that's family. That's family saying, hey, we love you, and we care about you. So many good things, and I could go on and on and on about this family. And you're part of that family, and that's what makes it great. Well, let's go into the today's gospel reading, because in the reading we find Jesus wandering now in the wilderness. He has already been baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River, and in this area of called the Judean area is also the Judean Desert. And if you go inward, central, more to the central part of the Judean region from the Jordan River, what you find is a wilderness. And it was it a wilderness. Uh, here's some of the ways that it's described. Rock cliffs, barren mountains, and jagged canyons. That's pretty barren, isn't it? Well, definitely. Uh, but there's a purpose for Jesus. Remember, this is really important. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, right? The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. It was a time of preparation. Now baptized, now kicking off his official ministry, so to speak. Now it's a time of preparation for what lie ahead. And it's our preparation too. And the church is, in their wisdom has picked up on that. And that's why the, the first Sunday of Lent is always, it's dedicated to Jesus' desert journey. Why? Because it's our journey as well. It's our journey. See, that's what Lent's all about. That's what we're called to do. We're called to give up some of the creature comforts. And boy, we got plenty of them, don't we? Give up some of the creature comforts of this life today in order that we can focus more fully upon our life, our walk with God, in order that when we come to that holy week, that week of passion, that resurrection, that empty tomb, we will be more fully prepared to receive it. That's what Lent is all about. Lent is about preparation, and it's giving up some of the creaturely comforts. So what are you giving up this year for Lent? Have you, have you come up with something? You know, we always do that. You ought to have something in your mind right now. Um, what are you giving up? What creature comfort is that? Let me give you some examples of what are considered to be the top at the list. This is a couple years ago. Chocolate, beer, Twitter, and potato chips. Okay? Uh, those are some, but it's interesting. I find it extremely interesting that with everything that's been going on the last couple of years, the items are changing. They're changing. Let me give you some of the top of the list for this year in 2022. Internet, alcohol, Twitter, chocolate, and Lent. What do you think about that one? <laughs> Giving up Lent for Lent. All right? <laughs> that's what it's called. You thought of that one yet? Well, don't think of that one. That doesn't count. But uh, I can, in, in a sense, I can understand why that's true. 
Uh, it feels like sometimes we've been through over two years of Lent, hasn't it? Have you felt that way? It's like more Lent? Okay. But the, the, the purpose of Lent is preparation. So uh, don't give up Lent for Lent. That one doesn't count. But if you're looking for something that you can do, given the times that we've lived in, let me give you some, uh, some possibilities for giving something up. Give up despair. Give up hatred. Give up anxiety. Give up stress. Give up discouragement. Give up worry and revenge and impatience. Those are some good ones, you know. Those are some really good ones. So let me close quickly by offering you, now as we move into the season of Lent, some of the ways that as we go through our own personal deserts these next few weeks, how that we can find more fully the love of our life, which is God. The first thing is read Lenten reflection books. Now, we've got several of them in the back there. Please take those. Those are for you. They're for you to take and reflect on. And the, the neat thing about them is they're full of scriptures. They're full of scriptures. And that really reminds me of the gospel story today. Uh, Jesus was in a pickle. Uh, how would you feel if you'd gone 40 days without eating anything? That'd be tough, wouldn't it? You think you might be tempted at that point? Well, Satan sure thought Jesus was at a, at a weak point. And so what does Satan do? He, he appears after 40 days in the wilderness. He says, Jesus, see, uh, Satan was, he's the master spin doctor. He's the master spin doctor. We like to spin everything today. He's the master at it. Uh, he said, Jesus, you know, and he begins to tempt Jesus with food, with power, with prestige, with his with his heavenly who he is as the son of God. And Jesus reads right through him. But what does he do? This is the important thing as we think of this point in our own lives today. He always retorts Satan with the scripture. What does he say? He says, Satan, it is written. Satan, it is written. Satan, it is written. Remember that when the word of God is written, it's eternal. Jesus said that on several occasions. Not even a dot, not even a, 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 toss, a, a, you know, a cross of the T. None of it will go away. It is eternal. It is eternal. And so, see, Jesus knew how important God's word was in battling temptation. There's a lesson for us, isn't it? You know, we, we, we have a sense to respect Jesus. We respect and love Jesus. Well, Jesus is teaching us something here that's very important. Rely upon the word of God. And reflect. He's teaching us. It is written. So take advantage of some of those Lenten reflection books. And remember, it is written. The second thing is to receive the Eucharist with regularity. You know, we're, we're not under COVID restrictions now, so we can do that. And uh, that's a really good thing. But this makes me think of another desert experience, the one with the Israelites. There was about a million of them, and they were in the desert. They were wandering through the desert. They were headed to the promised land. But they spent 40 years in the desert. You know, Jesus spent 40 days. They spent 40 years in the desert. 
But what did God do? What did he do for them to sustain them? He gave them manna. You ever heard of manna? Manna, bread from heaven. Manna is one of the most significant things in Jewish life that God has done because God did it. Think about feeding a million people a day in the desert. That'd be pretty tough, wouldn't it? Well, that's what God did. And he did it with manna. See, it all came from him. It all came from him. And I think it's very interesting. It's extremely interesting that the day that they walked into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, the manna stopped right there. Right there, it stopped. See, God provided for them. Now, let's fast forward to today where you and I are. What's our food? What's our spiritual food? What is it that God alone can provide for us? Right there, the Eucharist. The literal presence, the literal body and blood of Jesus. That's our food. Can you imagine going without eating spiritually? What that does to the health and well-being of your spirit? Well, that's tough. It really is. See, what did Jesus say? What did he say? What did he affirm? He says, I am the bread of life. Jesus was saying, I'm the manna. I'm the manna that has come down from God that will feed you and sustain you. So it's extremely important, extremely, particularly when we're walking through the desert and we're tempted to rely more fully upon the body and blood of Jesus. See, God loves you, and he's given you that today. Third thing, receive the encouragement of the parish community. I love that. I really do. There's two places in the Bible, in Jesus' life, where the angels come to minister to him. You know what they are? Well, one is today's story. After he's tempted, what happens? The angels come and minister to Jesus. The other time was in his hour of greatest need, which was where? The Garden of Gethsemane. After he prayed, sweat, you know, sweating drops of blood, literally, the angels came and they ministered to him. See, we need ministering too in our time of need. That's what this community's for. This community is for you. It's for you to strengthen you, to encourage you, to give you hope. See, I think some of the greatest angels are in this church. I really do believe it. Some of the best angels around, just like one gave me those flowers today. You know, that's a great pick-me-up kind of thing, isn't it? There's tons of angels in this church. So why not let them minister to you? See, we need each other. We do. We're not islands. We never have been, never will be. I think that's what we've seen through COVID is we can't, we just come apart when we live in isolation from each other. But when we're together in community, isn't it amazing how that it feels. So draw great strength from the parish community. And I will say this, if you're here this morning and you don't have a parish community, I would strongly encourage you to consider joining this one. It's a good one. And I'm, I'm not prejudiced, right? But, uh, but it, it truly is. 
The final thing that we see in our Lenten journey that really helps is to perform acts of charity. Now, this one goes back to the first reading today. <clears throat> Here's the situation. They're about ready to go into the promised land. Moses calls the people together and he says, people, I want you to remember something. As you go into this promised land, he said, I want you to remember who delivered you. Who it is that delivered you out of bondage? Who delivered you from the, from the hand, the grip of Satan? Remember that. And as you remember it, he says, I want you to do this. I want you to give your first fruits, not your last fruit. You know, it's sort of like tomatoes. Those first tomatoes, boy, they taste good. But the last tomatoes, they're okay, but they're just a little skinnier. You know, they got a lot more spots on them, a little harder kind of thing. God says, Moses says, bring your best. Don't bring me the worst. Bring your best. Bring the first fruits of your labor to me, and I will bless you. And he says, I'm, and place it right here in front of the altar as a sign of your gratitude. Well, you know, we haven't gone through the wilderness for 40 years, but what is it that we've gone through that we can relate that to today? Well, look at the second reading today. I think it, it speaks reams about it. What did Paul say to the church? He said, church, for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be what? Saved. You know, sometimes we think that's a Protestant word. No, it's a biblical word. It's a biblical. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. See, God has saved you from yourself. God has saved you from your sins. God has restored you to himself. Think about that. And you who have called, been called, who have called upon the name of the Lord will spend eternity with him. Are you grateful for that? Are you grateful for that? Well, I sure hope so. I mean, that's pretty big. So what we're going to do today is, you know, we've, been, we've got the situation over in Ukraine, and what we're going to do today is we're, we're taking up a collection. And I'm going to, I'm going to invite the, the ushers to bring that collection forward, but they'll also put some other baskets back there if you haven't had an opportunity to give today. But what you give in those, in those baskets today will go to support those who are in Ukraine. It's tough out there. Have you seen that? Have you seen some of the images? I think the thing that really moves me the most this time is, is the children. It's the children. You know, now that the, the women and the, and the children are separated from the men, the men stay back and fight uh, to see the, the distress. It's tough out there. That's a tough situation. And what we want to do in our gratitude for what God has done for us, in our solidarity with all people in the world, we want to bring a collection. We want to offer a collection to them. Friday night, I was really impressed. There was a, a, the ABC, I think is who it was. They were doing a, a take on uh, the Ukraine, and they were interviewing the lady, and she had a T-shirt on, and it, on the T-shirt was the words Caritas. Have you heard about Caritas? That's a Catholic organization. 
here is a lady, young lady too, and I, that really impressed me, who is there, who was ministering to a mother and her children. She was encouraging them. She was supporting them. She was giving them hope. And she was drying their tears. That's where this is going today. It's going to help people like that to help other people. So be generous. Be generous today. Well, Lent 2022 is upon us, isn't it? See, it's part of God's destiny for your life. You're not here by chance. You are not here by chance. You're here by destiny. It took, it took effort this morning to get up and be here at Mass. I know that. It's hard to get out of bed, isn't it? Uh, and get the kids ready. But you did it. And God's going to bless that. See, you're here by destiny. When we obey, when we act out of obedience to the Lord and what he asks us to do, God blesses that. So you're going to get a blessing out of that. So ask yourself as you're here today, what is it that God wants out of you in 2022? God bless all of you, and I love you with all my heart.